I have a question for you this morning. I was wondering if any of you could tell me what is a really powerful part of your body? Your heart. Yeah, great answer. Very powerful. What else? Someone else had a hand up there. James, you had your hand up. Yeah, blood pressure is powerful, isn't it? Makes the body go all around and keeps us going. Excellent. Anything else, maybe? Might be powerful. Uh huh. Lungs. Anything else? Our bones are powerful. They hold us up, don't we? Hold us together. There's other things, aren't there? Legs, hair, can, can run. Uh-huh. Brain, powerful minds, aren't they? We have lots of powerful things in our bodies. One thing that we didn't mention is have you thought about how powerful your tongue is? You poke your tongue out, it's just little, isn't it? And yet, the tongue is really powerful. Do you believe that? Should we ask the adults, is the tongue powerful? Yeah? How is, how is it powerful? Can it do press-ups? No. Can it lift weights? No. Well, what can it do to be powerful? It helps us talk. And how does what we say and how we talk have power? It's good. Well, I was thinking this week and thinking, I think about the power of this little tongue in our mouths. It is powerful because it can say words, can't it? And words have power. I was thinking about this, how that is true. I think advertisers know that, don't they? They advertise things on on TV and tell us that one thing is better than the other and they could be the same. I was thinking, do you know there was an experiment done at a university in, in Southern California? And one of the researchers, they got two brown paper bags and they put rose petals in each of the bags. Exactly the same rose petals. And on one of the bags, they wrote on it, roses. And on the other bag, they wrote grass clippings. And then they got people to come up blindfolded, um, not blindfolded, sorry, but they couldn't see, and they were asked, which of the bags smells better? Do you know which one just about everybody said? No. Roses, they did. Just about every person in that survey said that this bag that had roses written on the front smelled better than the grass clippings. Except what? They were exactly the same, weren't they? So the power of that word changed people's perception about what was good. There was another experiment that was done, and there were some researchers. They had a whole bunch of, um, of rats, and they were exactly the same. And they put them into two groups, and they had some students came in that were supposed to help train the rats to get through the maze. And they were going to spend time over a period of time with these rats. And they, they labeled the rats and they said, this group of rats are the dull rats. And this group of rats are the bright rats. They're exactly the same. And what they found out is when they came time to put the, the rats through the maze, 
the fastest of the dull rats was still slower than the slowest of the bright rats. And what had happened is because certain rats had been giving a, a label and the power of this word spoken, that people's behavior towards them actually changed. So again, we see the power of words. They did that experiment again with students. They gave teachers and they said, these are the highly capable, uh, highly intelligent students. And they found out at the end of the year that the, the teachers had put more effort into those students and they did better because there's power in words, isn't there? Our tongue is very, very powerful. Can you think um, sometimes does the tongue and the words have power to change the way that we feel? Can you think of how that might be? Can you think of when someone has said something, if someone says something really good to you, how do you feel? Good. Yeah. And how about if someone says something really mean to you, how do you feel? Man, they do. So words can also change how we feel, don't they? And so we've got to be aware when we're in charge of something so powerful, we need to be really careful with it, don't we? Treat it with real respect. And so in our readings today, God's Word was talking about the power of the tongue. And I thought I'd like to start off this morning because I know that you are bright young things. I thought, would you like to memorize a verse for me that we're going to look at today? Would you help me do that? I need to help remember this one. I think the adults do as well. So I want you to help them to help memorize this passage. You can repeat it after me. We'll break it down in a couple of parts. Here you go. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We say that whole line together. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Second line. Those who love it will eat of its fruit. Those who love it will eat of its fruit. Do you think we can say that together? Should we get the adults to join us to say if they were listening? Okay. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat of its fruit. That's Proverbs 18, verse 21. Miles did a great job of reading this morning. Thank you. Miles is somewhere here. Well, I thought because there's so much power in the tongue, it would be important for us in the next few weeks. We're going to study that together because it's something so simple that Proverbs is parents that teach children about this. And yet it's so simple that all of us need to grow in this area as well. We can take the little things for granted. We worry about big theological ideas, which are good. And we can forget the real basics that, if we're honest, most of us actually struggle with a lot. So today we can look at the power of the tongue. We'll unpack it for the next few weeks. I want just to show you one more idea of the power here. What is an example? Maybe I'd show you. What do you think of toothpaste? Yeah? I want you to think about if we've got a tube of toothpaste. What we can do, when we think about our, our mouth and about our tongue, it's really easy to speak words, isn't it? They just come out of our mouths, don't they? Sometimes we don't even have to think about it, do we? They just come out. And yet, like this toothpaste, if I squeeze it here, I don't think. 
What happens? It's all coming out. Easy to come out, but can I put it back in there? That's a lot harder, isn't it? So once the, the words are out of our mouth, it's very hard to put them back in. And so if words have got power, we need to think really carefully before we squeeze and let them out, don't we? Yeah. And the rest of the readings today, they talked about that as well. James, uh, he was saying in, in chapter 1, earlier than what we read, he says we should be quick to hear, we should be slow to speak. So we should be slow. Sometimes we just want to speak. We've got to be slow. And he says, um, he's been with uh, um, mature believers as well. He says, if anyone thinks he's religious but doesn't control his tongue, he's deceiving his heart. Or she's deceiving her heart. So he's saying this is a really important of discipleship and is part of growth, whether we're little or whether we're big. And Jesus says something similar. He says that we'll all have to give account for the words that we speak one day. Do you know, I found out apparently we speak something like 16,000 words a day. Oh, wait, that's around about 6 million a year. I think, I don't think I, I, I don't know, I'm not sure my 6 million words are, are overly helpful. <laughs> There's a lot of words, isn't it? And so I think about those words, are they good words and helpful words? Or words that hurt people. And if we think about the second part of the verse, do anyone remember the, the second part of our, our verse? Those who love it will eat of its fruit. So I think, when I think about that picture, if I was to rephrase that proverb, I, I might say something like this. Because of the power of words, we should taste them before we speak them. What might I mean when I, if I was to say that? Taste our words before we speak them. How do you think if there's some words that bring power of life, what would they taste like if they were words? They might taste good, wouldn't they? The fruit of those words, if these words have, have power, then the type of good words would produce good fruit. And yet if we thought about our words and we thought, wow, those words might hurt someone, they would be words that may not taste very good, would they? So because the word is so powerful, our tongue is so powerful, we need to taste our words before we speak them and think about that. But there's one more thing that's really powerful, and you, you guys got that to a degree. Right at the start, the, the heart is something really powerful, isn't it? And Jesus said that our words come from the overflow of our heart. And I was thinking about that with this week. I was thinking about that passage, what, what's in my heart, because that, that verse at the end says, those who love it. And I think it's meaning those who love the power of the tongue. I think so often we want to control things, don't we? And I want to be in charge and I want to be powerful. And so I use my words. And I grasp hold of that power so I can be in control and people can have to do what I want them to do. And there's a warning that if, if I love that sort of power, I'm going to be accountable if that's in my heart. But there's something more powerful and wonderful. When we think about words, do you know whose words are the most powerful? Jesus is. Jesus is the word of God, isn't he? And God's word speaks and it brings life. And it brings healing. 
and hope and it reconciles people together, doesn't it? And Jesus came and he spoke those words. And he spoke words of love, didn't he? And he reconciled people together and he healed because he was the word of God that had power. And there's another part when I think of this, it's that sometimes we just struggle with our words, don't we? I struggle and I say things I don't mean to and then I'm sorry. But it's something we can pray about, isn't it? We can pray, Lord, would you help me use my words for good so they would taste good. And so we can, use, we can pray about this to God. And one of the things is I was also thinking, I was thinking, the Father and the Son, they send the Holy Spirit into our hearts, don't they? And there's the promise that one day the Lord would write His Word on our hearts. And so if the, the words that we speak are the overflow of our hearts, it would come out of this work of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus that would produce this wonderful tasting fruit could you imagine what that would be like in our community, in our church family, in our, our schools, in our homes, in our workplaces? If we were to just wake up every morning, maybe when we're brushing our teeth, and we would pray, Lord, would you help me with my words? Would you put your word on my heart so that when I open my mouth, it's your word of life that comes out? Do you think what would that be like as a community if we would pray for God to help us in that? Tastes pretty good, wouldn't it? It would feel pretty good. It would change our behavior. So this is something, although we all struggle, part of the gospel is that God transforms us by the power of His Spirit. Spirit of Jesus in our hearts, to write it on our hearts. So we pray about that. I thought as we finish, for each of us this week, I'm going to ask um, our friends at the front might help um, to, to hand those out. We've got some crayons and a memory verse, so maybe you could memorize that scripture and think about it this week. Now, I also wanted to give you all a little tube of toothpaste, one so we can remember that there's words and power, power and words, when they come out, they back in, but that the Lord can help us with that by the power of His Spirit and change our hearts to speak words of life. So maybe each day with your, with your parents, your family, as you're brushing your teeth, you can remember that and remember that verse. And remember, because words have power, we're going to taste them before we speak them. Can we do that?